0: Hi, my name is Anna Marbach, and today I'm going to teach on what a havingness level is, because I think that the havingness level is actually a really, really, really underestimated part of personal development, manifestation, and shadow play, and nobody ever talks about it, or, you know, it's talked about very rarely, but it's actually become such a big part of my life and how I create. So I really want to share a lot about what I know about what a happiness level is so first i want to say i was introduced to this concept by my teacher carolyn elliott who wrote the book existential kink and i'm also a certified ek coach and i also went into it a lot deeper because i really think that the happiness level like i said before is actually very important when it comes to creating your desires and experiencing them. So first of all, what is a happiness level? So a happiness level is really how much you feel comfortable having. And that can really apply to anything. I mean, often we think of a happiness level, obviously when it comes to money, like how much money do I feel comfortable having? And we really find that you know, often we find ourselves in the same financial situations over and over again. Like it's hard to go beyond having a certain amount of money in our checking account, having a certain amount of savings or making a certain amount per month, because that's our happiness level there. That's also called a set point, like a financial set point. But, you know, happiness level really applies to so many other things. Like how much happiness am I allowed to experience at any moment? How much happiness am I allowed to experience in one day? What kind of happy experiences am I allowed to have? You know, how much love am I allowed to feel within my relationships? How much success am I allowed to have in my relationships? How much success am I allowed to have in my career? How many friends am I allowed to have? How much am I allowed to enjoy myself and enjoy life? And, you know, again, I'm using this word allowed. And the thing is really we all have infinite permission because our permission comes from ourselves. You know, it doesn't come from outside of us. Like our permission really to have what we want to have and to be who we want to be and to feel what we want to feel and experience what we want to experience, that permission comes from within. However, we often give that permission to other people. You know, we don't fully claim our sovereignty, our ability to govern ourselves, or we also don't give ourselves permission. And we might notice too, that when we exceed our happiness levels, like let's just say we have an unusually happy day or we make more money than we've ever made before. That's often when a lot of resistance and self-sabotage shows up. So let's say, for example, you're used to making $2,000 a month. And then all of a sudden you receive a bonus or raise or promotion. And now you have $4,000 or even let's say just to go crazy, $8,000. And, you know, That's a point where a lot of people experience, again, resistance or self-sabotage. So resistance will often show up in, for example, feeling a lot of brain fog, feeling very sleepy or fatigued, feeling very depressed for no reason, forgetting things, you know, like not putting things in a schedule. Or not doing even like things that you know you usually can do consistently, like if like exercising. And again, now we're going to kind of self sabotage here. There's definitely some overlap because self sabotage in this case would be spending all the money instantly, you know, getting into a fight with your partner or ruining some other area of your life because one area of your life is going so well. And this is also actually a happiness level issue. It's like you can't handle having a certain aggregate amount of happiness. It's like, I can be happy in this area, but not in this area. Or, you know, I can be happy only one area of my life at a time, something like that. Um, You know, suddenly failing the job or insulting your boss on accident, you know, like somehow ruining it because it's just so that you can get back to this comfortable level of happiness. Because really what happens is we start to feel very uncomfortable when we exceed our having this level. We start to feel like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to be feeling this or experiencing this right now. And so I personally have done a lot of work with the having this level because I really realized that I did feel very uncomfortable, you know, being in front of hundreds of people or um, having more money or having just more happiness and joy. You know, what keeps coming to mind is, When I, one moment that I really recognized that I had a lower happiness level that I wanted to have is when I was at Disney World and I just love Disney World. And, you know, it's such a fun place to be, right? You're going on rides. I've been going since I was a kid, it's so much fun. And I'm standing in line for the small world, which is one of my favorite rides. And I realized that I really wanted to start a fight with my mom. (laughs) I just felt like really anxious inside or I had a lot of heightened emotion. And I just wanted to feel unhappy in that moment. And I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Like I'm in Disney world. I'm having so much fun. Why would I want to start a fight with my mom? Or why would I want, why would I feel cranky inside? Like, what is this tightness? And I was like, wait a minute. I think I actually don't want to feel the pleasure. Like I don't want to feel good. I don't want to feel this good, you know? And that's where the shadowy aspect comes in because we actually don't want to feel good, right? It's our ego saying, Hey, I want to stay comfortable. I want to stay safe. I want to stay in this comfortable, safe box where I already know everything that's going to happen. And that amount of pleasure of being at Disney world, you know, honestly too, in a great place in my life. And this, it with a higher capacity for experiencing emotion because I had done so much work on myself, so much self-growth work, so much shadow play, you know, I was really in a great place and I was capable of experiencing that joy in a lot of ways. And the joy was bubbling up, but I was like, no, I don't want to experience it. So I was like, okay, what if I feel into my body? And this is a great practice called focusing, which I actually talk about in my course, coach yourself, um, where you really feel into your body and you see like, where's the emotion happening in the body. And really a lot of practices are like that, right? It's like, where's the emotion happening in the body? And I was like, okay, I know that there is actually immense joy that I'm uncomfortable feeling in my body. And I'm willing to surrender into that joy and to experience it. And when I went into my body in the line of, it's a small world at Disney world, and I surrendered into that bubble of joy, that's really what it felt like. It felt like this bubble of joy that I was just kind of keeping closed and shut down, like around my stomach and guts. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to let that joy totally fill my body I suddenly felt really happy and I felt like, yes, I can be happy. Yes, I'm happy. And that's, I got to say, part of having this too is changing your identity. which just being willing to say like, cause you know, I think for a lot of us, maybe when we were growing up, I mean, this is me at least, or, you know, when we were young adults, it's like we were depressed or we didn't have what we wanted, or we didn't have the experiences we wanted. So I definitely ident- did not identify as a happy person. You know, I would look at people on the street at college And people like theoretically love the college that I went to, but I was very unhappy in college in a lot of ways. I mean, there were things about it I love, but I was still like unhappy in college in a lot of ways. And I would look at my fellow students walking down the street and I would think, are they happy? Do they like it here? Like, are they happy with their lives? Are they happy with themselves? Because I just wasn't. And so changing My identity to someone who can say, I am happy, I am a happy person, I am happy with what is happening, I'm happy with my life. Was very ego challenging for me, actually. Which I think too, that's what's that's what's so hard about the happiness level, you know, or I think that's what can be hard about it, is that, you know, in theory, everyone wants to be happy. In theory, like we're all supposed to want to be happy. But I think when it comes to actually identifying as a happy person, again, I personally. Have found that challenging and that's something I had have had you know learned to do is like be like okay I am a happy person <laughs> like actually I'm almost still surprised by it like I am a happy person I honestly never believed I would be a happy person I wanted to be I did a lot of I took a lot of action and effort towards being happy but yeah like I can't believe I'm a happy person like I am a happy person so you know I really continued I mean yes at Disney World is one incident but really expanding your happiness level. I think it's, you know, it's a process. It's many days, it's weeks, it's months of really like focusing on like, yes, I am happy. I'm a happy person. Like I can be a happy person or, you know, being like, yes, I can make more money. You know, that can be something I can have. And I've, you know, I've used so many different practices and I want to tell you both my, I want to tell you my two favorite practices and these are the two that I think are just the absolute best. The thing is I have a lot more practices because I've really expanded the way that I work with havingness and I teach the rest of my practices in the havingness protocol, which is a new course I'm coming out with. And you can find out more about that by joining my email list in the link below. But these two practices will take you really far. These are the two practices I started with. These are also the two practices that Carolyn Elliott taught me and that I'm teaching to you as an EK coach. And they're really amazing. And again, too, I think that these practices, like even among people who are really gonna know about EK and existential kink, are really underestimated because, you know, I think shadow play is really great, you know, doing work with your shadow is really amazing. But, you know, the shadow is also comprised of two parts. It's comprised of our dark parts that we don't acknowledge, but it's, you know, like all of our shame and guilt, et cetera, but it's also comprised of our light. And the thing is, those are really equal things, you know, like, honestly, when you grow up as like a, let's go like unique, weird, spiritual, whatever word you want to use, kind of sensitive person or someone who feels rejected kind of by your family or by society, it's like, You really do have equal amounts of amazing, good, wonderful parts that have been suppressed as you do of like guilt and shame and all those kinds of parts. So I think, or maybe honestly, like as I'm saying this now out loud, maybe your shadow might even comprise more of the, you know, wonderful and good. Because really, I think when we grow up feeling rejected by our family, by, you know, by schoolmates, by society. Like that's when we suppress the good things in us, actually. Like we come to identify with the shame and guilt. We might be very aware of those things, but we might not be as aware of our really positive qualities or of the qualities of happiness and joy and abundance and luxury and wealth that are really available to us. And that are within us because we all contain everything. So I do believe you have an infinite capacity for joy, happiness, abundance, for everything you desire. And at the same time, though, the question is, how do you recognize that capacity? How do you increase that capacity? And those are questions that I've been passionately answering and trying to answer for the past couple of years. And I've really expanded my own capacity and I continue to expand my capacity. And so, yes, these are the two practices I think are really amazing for doing that and for expanding your capacity to have the good in life. I want to say one more thing before I teach you these two practices. So here's another reason why I think these practices are so important. So I have this theory. By the way, not a theory I really read anywhere else. It doesn't seem very popular, but, you know, I don't know if other people have thought about this. I've never heard anyone else say this, but this is something I really believe. And it's a theory I've acted upon over and over again. And I've seen bear fruit in my own life over and over again. And so my theory is that, you know, I mean, so, okay. People do say this life is only ever as good as we believe it can get. Right. I also, in addition to that, think though, that really we have a lot of undigested blessings. Like actually And actually, I just heard like a high-pitched sound. I hear those sometimes and I I take them as guidance. (laughs) And though I have had my ears checked out also, I've... Yeah, anyway. So life is only ever as good as we believe it can get. And we have a lot of undigested blessings. Like I actually think that we're always living the best version of our lives. And, you know, in some ways you might not believe that's true. And if that's not true for you, authentically, I deeply respect that. Like always listen to your own truth. You are your best judge always. And I always say that. And also it's like, for example, like I've had people say to me, like, well, I switched careers. And so now I'm making a lower income, but I'm like, okay, you're making lower income, but you're also doing it through independence and through something you love. So in a way that actually is still better, even if you're making a lower income or you might notice too, that like, yes, I feel like I'm, you know, in the best relationship of my life, but also this other area of my life is failing. So when you look at it in like all of the areas of your life, again, I think we're always living our best lives. That's just my theory. And the other theory I have though, that's really more applicable to having this level is that we have a lot of undigested blessings, and because we've never acknowledged all these undigested blessings, because we've never felt deeply how blessed we are, how grateful we are, how much joy and pleasure and abundance, because we've never like really wrung out the sponge of water. You know, we can never add more water, or we can never make a bigger sponge. You know, so really, it's like having a full stomach. You know, it's like all these undigested blessings. It's like we have a full stomach. And the thing is you can't receive more, but you're not going to eat more until you've digested the food already in your stomach. So what having this level of practice does is it really allows us to receive all of the blessings that we already have, including all the blessings we've already received in the past. And then it opens us up for new blessings. And a way too, I kind of think of it as, you know, if I'm someone who does believe that the universe, you know, there's like a manifestation connection with the universe. And I'm like, well, why would the universe bring me more? If I haven't appreciated what I've already been given, you know, because it, it shows I'm like, how am I going to enjoy what comes to me? If I haven't shown that I can appreciate and enjoy what I've already been given. And again, maybe this is more of a hypothesis than a theory, but it's a hypothesis upon which I've worked and which has borne fruit for me over and over again. So a version of this is, for example, let's say I want more money. So I'm like, okay, I want more money. So I think to myself, what are all the times I've ever received money in the past? And I'm like, well, you know, my mom paid for my college, which I am so grateful for. Um, You know, my dad paid for us to go to the movies that one time, you know, my parents paid for all my food and housing and clothes and birthday presents and Christmas presents. That's actually a new one for me, the birthday presents and Christmas presents one. So new one to be grateful for when I was a kid you know, um, I'm so grateful for all the money I've ever made. I'm so grateful for the money I made in my first two jobs. Actually, I haven't been grateful for that one before either. So this is amazing. I'm so grateful for all of the money that I've ever been paid in this job. I'm so grateful for all the money that my clients have ever paid me, you know, really just being so grateful for everything that we've received in the past and in the present too. You know, I've, and like I'm so grateful for all the money that is currently in my checking account. I'm so grateful for all the money that's currently in my savings account. I'm so grateful for all the money that's currently in actually my second savings account. I'm so grateful for all the money that's currently in my second checking account. I'm so grateful for all the money that's currently in my investment account. You know, And the thing is what I do. And this is, I think, again, something that is different from how most people do gratitude practice is I repeat it over and over again. So I'm like, I've said I'm so grateful for my mom paying for college so many times in my gratitude list. But you know what? That's a big deal. That was a huge deal that she did that. And that was amazing. And I am still really grateful for it, you know? And so I repeat it over and over again, to really let myself digest the blessings and receive them more and more deeply. It's about opening yourself up to deeper receptivity. When you let yourself be really grateful for things that happened in the past, you know, even if it was small, even if it's not exactly what you want now, still being so grateful for things that happened in the past to allow yourself to receive those blessings more deeply. And by receiving them more deeply, now you open up your receptivity for those things that you really want. And, you know, I've done this with money. I've done this with men, you know, in relationships. I just find that it's a great way Get the flow moving, you know? I mean, I think that when we are, we haven't acknowledged our past blessings, it just makes us stagnate. It stops the flow. So that's the first practice that's really useful is doing a gratitude list. So you say, I am so grateful that I'm so grateful that I received this money in the past. I'm so grateful that, you know, choose your subject. So it might be money. It might be relationships. Um, You know, sometimes I like manifesting fun things like manifesting presence, manifesting you know, to be honest, there was a lot of manifesting men being nicer to me, <laughs> which was fun. Um, so yeah, whatever you want to manifest, just think about it, and then think about every time you've experienced that in the past, or and how you're experiencing it now as well. So you know, and say, okay, so I'm so like, let's just use the money example because again, that's an easy one. I'm so grateful that I have so much money in my checking account now, and and then choose a feeling, and I feel wealthy. And I feel prosperous. I am so grateful, but choose just one adjective. I'm so grateful that I had such wonderful birthday presents as a kid. And I feel wealthy. I am so grateful that I have this beautiful gold dirt on. looking at it right now. And I feel wealthy. I'm so grateful I'm sitting in this wonderful chair and I feel wealthy. I'm so grateful I have these amazing books, many of which are gifts. And I feel wealthy. I'm so grateful for this beautiful bracelet that I have and I feel wealthy And I'm so, you know, I'm so grateful that I've always had a roof over my head and I feel wealthy. I'm so grateful that I went to Italy when I was 18 as a graduation present for my mom and I feel wealthy and just do that over and over and over again, you know, 20 a day, do it every day. Again, repeat things from the previous list, repeat things that happened in the past, repeat your blessings in the present. And it's just like, allow it to move through. It's like, this is what it's the flow moving. It's being grateful in the present and in the past and doing it over and over and over again, even for the same blessings. Honestly, it's easier too. Then I honestly start to run out when it comes to gratitude. So, like, repeating it is honestly easier. It's easier. And I think it's a more effective way to do gratitude lists because, again, it lets you really feel the gratitude, lets you really receive it more deeply. So that's huge. Do that. Do that for two weeks and see what happens. This is really manifestation gratitude. The next big happiness level practice is essentially like existential kink meditation, if you're familiar with that practice, but using your happiness level. So what you do is you choose one thing in your life that's a blessing. So I could, you know, or really even something that you feel like to be honest, like let's say you had it's you want to manifest more money, right? Let's let's keep with the money example. You want to manifest more money, but part of you is like, you know what? Honestly, I feel like there's not enough money in my bank account. But really, you might notice that there is money in your bank account. Like the money, there is money, even like whatever the amount is, there is money. And what if you could just like feel the deep pleasure of having that money? What if there's a part of you that feels so much pleasure over having that exact amount of money? When I was thinking about you know, explaining this, I was thinking it's really like more the half full or what I was thinking too about how I, I interacted with it in my own life. It's really more the glass half full rather than glass half empty view. So instead of being like, Oh my God, there's not enough money. Instead just let the, there is a part of you, like, cause there's always everything that exists within us. Right. So if there's a part of you that exists. It's like, there's not enough. There's definitely also a part that's like, this is enough. And maybe in fact, this is so much. And maybe to that part of you, it's even a little too much. Again, just an idea just an idea to explore. So it's like, what if there's a part of you that is actually so fulfilled and so pleased and so happy with the amount of money you currently have? And that is actually like, yes, I'm so happy. It feels so amazing to have this money. And what if you've just been avoiding feeling that pleasure? So what you do is you allow yourself to really deeply feel that pleasure. Be like, oh my God, money is just so amazing. I just have so much of it. You might notice that there's a part of you in the body. Like I noticed at Disney world in the line of it's a small world that actually is feeling so much pleasure. You allow your, that pleasure to just move into the whole body. I think like to think of it as feeling the whole body kind of like it's both a process of coming inward of embodying that feeling within the body. And it's also a process of letting that pleasure move outward, move throughout the body and even leave your aura and really upgrade your whole life to a new standard of pleasure. And so you do this for, you know, you time it timer's key, five minutes, and then you just move on. So that's it. It's this gratitude list of repeated gratitudes, really letting the gratitude sink in. And again, too, I have to say, you don't have to force the feeling like just writing it. It really is enough. And doing this happiness meditation of what you already have of the thing you really want, whatever version you are already experiencing. I mean, for example, like if you're trying to manifest a relationship let's say you talk to a cutie. That that would be something to be like, wow, I talked to that person, you know, or someone held the door open for you. It could even be like that little, you know, it it's that can be the thing that feels so satisfying, so fulfilling, so pleasurable, you know, just be like, wow, someone held the door open for me, you know, cuz the thing is like when you're in a relationship, you're going to be talking to cutie, you know, a talk to a cutie all the time cuz the cutie will be your partner, right? So it'll just be repeating that same experience in some ways. So that's why it's like really embracing having it now. And there are a lot of more ways of exploring happiness. Again, I think exploring happiness through identity, exploring happiness through, you know, being with an experience. Like when you're having a really amazing experience, being like, yes, this is this is who I am. Yes, thank you more, please. And, you know, I go more into that in my new course, the happiness protocol which I'm really excited about because happiness is one of my big passions. So yes, I hope this makes sense. Again, if you want to digest those blessings, embrace the blessings and let yourself feel more of the blessings. I think that's what life is about. Just feeling, you know, I mean, at least for me, that's what life is about. I know maybe not everyone agrees with you. For me, life is about feeling pleasure and enjoying life. And that is what I aim to do. So yes, Seriously, do the gratitude practice, do the happiness meditation, see how that changes your life, see how good that feels. You know, what if you could just feel happier? What if you can just be happier? And yeah, consider joining us in the happiness protocol. Okay, thank you so much. This is Anna Marvak. Bye, everyone. Have a magical life.